Oh yes. Hello. Oh, wow. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to the go- No, not the Game of Thrones. Well, sort of. A branch. A branch. This is this is a new show we've got, isn't it, Matt? It is indeed. It's uh we're really proud of the name. We thought it up about two weeks ago and we've held off from sharing about it on the social media and stuff on the Game of Thrones. It's called the Foul Throw, right? Foul throw, foul throw. Yeah, yeah. We bear know. with us, bear with us. We know. You'll get it. Foul, yeah, foul, yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we just thought, we do the podcast, last year we did the podcast probably once every week, once every two weeks sometimes, yeah. sometimes longer. Sometimes we have breaks. But like, we're in uni, we've got these, this great sound equipment. We might as well make the most of it. We love doing podcasts. So we're going to branch out. We're going to have a little side podcast oh. to the normal. Get- this isn't replacing it. Don't you worry. <laughs> You'll be getting your Blackwoods Ackers of the Week. You'll be getting your... And your complaints. Yeah, oh, and the complaints. Rob sent in a monster complaint. Wait for tomorrow's episode. It is yeah. going to be a corker. We, we've got uh, Tom McDermott on tomorrow as well. We do indeed. Uh, that's official, so we, we can say that. <laughs> um, looking forward to that. He should give some great United views that I'm sure you'll appreciate, Matt. Yeah, it's going to be a, a very fun one, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, so really, just to kick us off, this is going to be a new podcast, mainly by, I think, done by Ed and I. Yeah. Um, so yeah. With really guests sometimes. With, guests, with yeah. guests, One of the guys will come in, I'm sure. Sometime. I'm sure we can phone up you know, a couple of people we know, or yeah. if they've got views about their own football teams that we can just get on. Because I think that I've really, really enjoyed doing, this po- uh, oh. doing the Game of Thrones podcast. Same. And it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, I remember last year, it was a shame because we'd always do it as a group. And then if someone were ill or some, or like two people were ill, we'd just have to cancel doing it entirely. Yeah, and that, it was that a bit frustrating, be a bit really. So we might as well have this one where it doesn't matter if I'm ill, Sam can come on. doesn't matter if you're ill, Tom can replace. Like, we can just do what we want with it, really. So, yeah, I mean, as I'd say, we want to use the most, uh, make the most of the uh, audio equipment we have here. Because, you know, we know it's not always not going to be like this. And yeah. we want to keep trying to push a podcast. Just because simply, I like to talk about football. Ed likes to talk about football. Exactly, we do it enough. It's hilarious. We've got this group chat called Ackerland. Yeah, I know, shameful, but we have these incredible debates in there that are just hilarious. And to be able to just sometimes be able to come on a podcast and have those debates here, be a blessing. So hopefully, over the next year, we have some of them in here. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, in our chat, we have a uh, Joe who sort of comes up with sort of like the uh, mm. the key points. And yeah. we end up having the debate like right there and then. Yeah, we, like, we overkill it before oh, the podcast. So he, he's banned us from, so he won't tell us what we're talking about on the podcast now. That's his like job pre-podcast is he comes up with the topics and themes he thinks would be good. And then we talk about them. But he's since last year, he's banned us from talking about them in the chat because we just kill them. We just kill the, the t- debates to death. Oh, it's think, ridiculous. I think I've broken the mic, but it's fine. We fixed it. We fixed oh, it. We fixed it. <laughs> God. Technical, technical hitch. So it's just uh, myself, Matt, and Ed today. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, a lot about Man United and Arsenal. Yeah, our two clubs. Matt's are obviously a massive Man United fan. I'm a massive yeah. Arsenal fan, so we might as well spend this time talking about those two for a bit. Uh, did you want to go first or shall I? I, don't I reckon you should. Oh, I think oh, United have got big problems. So <laughs> I would feel problems, guilty yeah. robbing you of that. Oh, so dear. Go for it. It's a disaster. So as we know, Man United is in a world of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you start? It's yeah. a complete mess, and it's come up today that we've got the highest wage bill in the Premier League of like three hundred and thirty something million per year, which is bonkers. That didn't shock me though. Yeah, it didn't shock me, but I didn't realise Liverpool were second, mm. City were third. So Ooh. I thought City would be a little bit higher. But yeah, because their, their squad's probably better than Liverpool's, but yeah, all well, more all round. Yeah. So 
where on earth is the Man United director of football? We've been talking about it for ages. It's been rumoured. Like, Do you not have one? No, we don't have one. Oh, man. We'll talk about your director of football because he's a bit of a bowler. Don Raul. Yeah, he's on business. Um, so this role sort of um, oversees, it's like a bit more general manager if you want to look at it in American mm, terms. Yeah. And we've lacked, we've lacked the structure in the club. We've got Ed Woodward as the CEO and Ed Woodward came in after David Gill left, after Sir Alex left. Uh, what season was it? 12, 13, whatever it was. Well, his, that was his last one. Yeah. yeah. So he came in the next year and let's just say United haven't been the same since. I think that's fair. That's a fair, yeah, definitely. fair comment to make. Definitely. Uh, Edward Wood should have gone ages, ages ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has a background in marketing and business, which I think is fine. To, 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 and he's made some great, I think, uh, marketing and sponsorship acquisitions. Yeah. You know, like Chevrolet, all these long deals with Adidas, etc. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to football, Someone who knows nothing about football shouldn't be in control of things like no, transfers no. and scouting and how he all sets that up. No. So, he, so he, do you think he'd be a good partner? If you had a director of football yes. who knew everything and was like that guy for scout, like Raul, if you partnered him with Woodward, it would probably be all right. Because Edward Wood is good at like Yes, he's, very, he's good. At, if his job was to focus on the, on the finance yeah. and business side. That'd be brilliant. He's done very, very well for Manchester United. And it kind of goes under the radar because he gets all the flack for all the bad transfers and stuff, yeah. which he deserves. Yeah, he should. He deserves it, but he shouldn't be that in that role, should he? Agreed. He was... But who do you blame that for? Who do you blame the... Um, it's, time for, it's time to blame the board. Board. So, board. Uh, whilst looking at the director of football, I had, I had a little look around. And the little... Uh, let me just get it on the computer real quick. Mm. The Lille director of football came out with a quote saying that he'd uh, like to uh, manage or be the director of football at Manchester United. And he's got a very successful transfer sort of eye when it's looking at people like Pepe and these sorts of players and Hazard in the past. So I thought that was was an interesting shout. The shout I would have gone for first if I had anyone to pick would be Edwin van der Sar. I saw that. He's currently the director of football at Ajax. Did he turn it down though? I think... He hasn't been in the article too long, I don't think. I'm just going to double check. Daily Mail one day ago said, Edwin Van der admits he's keen on Manchester United return, but not as director of football. (laughs) What? Because he's got like a a flight to Manchester to watch a game. Yeah, yeah. he's keen. He's coming back. (laughs) He's keen. He's coming back. He's coming back in goal. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, De Gea's had a bit of a nightmare, but he's he's turned it around. Big Dave's turned it around. Um, Oh, uh, well, the current Ajax director of football is over Mars. I want to see what job Van der Sar has. Because I thought Van der Sar was heavily in the Ajax setup. I think he was. Or well, so, he is. I mean, Edwin Van der Sar at Manchester United for a fairly long time. Arrived probably a bit, a bit quite late into his uh, career. Mm. And he had that unbelievable record with the defence and keeping clean sheets. It was just unbelievable. Such a good goal. You've had such a good history of keepers, Schmeichel, Van yeah, der Sar. Uh, yeah, we've had a few iffy ones as well, don't we? Trust me. Oh, of course, everyone does. But like your top goalkeepers you've had, I'll bet, Probably the best in the league. You've definitely got the best keepers ever in the league. Schmeichel, uh, Van der Sar, De Gea. Like, so Van der Sar took the role as marketing director on in 2012, and then he was promoted in late 2016 to the role of CEO. So, I mean, I'd have Van der Sar as our um, director of football. Yeah. And even if he brought some people with him, like, he's, like well, I've just shown that Overmars is actually the director of football directly, but I'd have Van der Sar in that role. I think, Yeah. look at the Ajax setup and look how successful it's been. So he's been there for, what, seven years uh, Van der Sar mm-hmm. and he's seen and look at all the, look at the Ajax team the Ajax team looks decent now and they've got rid of arguably two of their best well their two best players yeah they, they have uh, they've made some good acquisitions I think with Promes uh, in the summer as well 
Yeah, Van der Beek. Keeping Van der Beek was a good. Oh uh, no, we'll get on to Va- we'll get into big big Donny Van der Beek. Oh, he must be. Surely he must be one of. Oh, your, he's on my list. He's he on my list. On the list. We've got transfer the hit list. <laughs> so apart from Ed Woodward, hopefully going fairly soon because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're chopping and changing managers. We're spending lots of money. Yeah. You've got to look higher, haven't and you? And we've eventually. regressed. Surely, uh, after some, <laughs> yeah. at some point, there's an issue. Yeah. Because you can't... That's the thing. People are in football, especially I found with casual fans, they like to blame the managers a lot and just say, right, if we've got, we've got problems, we've got the manager. Yeah. But like, you've got to be mature and look above that sometimes. Like With Arsenal, not I'm not getting into Arsenal yet, but with Arsenal specifically comparing to your situation, it's not the board and it's not the... Uh, director of football anymore because we've got a brilliant one we've got yeah. Raul who's proven it to Arsenal fans this summer that oh, he's in it 100% for the, like, for the success and stuff and he's brilliant so now now we look at our manager because we think right everything's in place now Josh Cronkey has backed Raul clearly yes. which was a big change because normally his dad um, Stan didn't do that in recent years so we've got all that now you look to the manager and um, and Murray and stuff but like yeah with United it just seems to me like you could get whatever manager in you want in right now, they're still going to struggle because of that structure, which is a shame. Not for me. I mean, <laughs> if you're Man United, and let's say you're, you're married to your direct, you know, you're married to your managers. Yes. Here we go. After a while, if you keep chopping and changing, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not the wives and the girlfriends that are the problem. No, you've got to look at yourself you've in the mirror. You've got to look at yourself in exactly. the mirror. Self-reflect, self-love. Exactly. You, can't, you can't love someone else. Exactly. Until you love yourself. Big facts. Big facts. So, and if yeah. if you've got Mourinho, you've got Solskjaer, and they're little Van Hal, and they can you know yeah. depressing, not making you very happy. I know you got to you got to look at yourself. You maybe think. maybe you're doing something wrong to influence that. Yeah, because because Louis Van Hal, he's a good manager. Yes, always has been. Netherlands, etc. He's clearly a good manager. Yes. Uh, Mourinho, one of the best yes. of all time. Agreed. Can di- agree or disagree with his style of play and stuff. People do that, but facts, he's one of the best. Like those two alone, I leave Ollie out of it because he's new. Like those two alone should, and the fact that they struggle shows that something's not right. I think Chelsea are in the sort of similar, mm. at the moment, similar to Man United, whereby they keep chopping and changing manners. Chelsea have done it over a longer time, especially with Abramovich. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's all about ownership, isn't it? Yeah. The Glazers have sucked so much money out of the club, and then mm. when they, in quotation marks, have spent the money, you know, it hasn't paid off. Look at look at where we are now. Are the Glazers hundred percent owners? Ooh, I or, was it a, or was it a big, big percentage? Because oh, Stan Kroenke owns 100% of Arsenal and he's passed down that responsibility of like looking after Arsenal to his son, Josh. But Josh is like a big football fan. Yeah, I, I read that. That was quite cool. And like, I feel like that's probably a better solution than us just chopping and getting a new owner that could be rubbish. Uh, I can't very exactly recent. see the shares, but yeah. he's a, you know, they've done, they've got, you know, they've got, got it by a lot the throat, of power, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and the fans, there's such a disconnect between the fans and the and the board. Yeah. That you know, it's a toxic. You've been like that with well, Arsenal. I, I class you as that as yeah, an Arsenal fan. There's there was a massive disconnect, and there still oh, kind yeah, of is really. Definitely. A few years ago, I'd probably like from 2016 to to when Wenger got sacked, it was just toxic. It was the worst period of being an Arsenal fan. Definitely. Yeah. Joe would say that as well. It's horrible. Okay, so we've we've highlighted that the board's an issue, mm. <laughs> and also the director of football. Well, yeah, we've got to narrow down to that squad, man. Now it's, t- it's time to go through it's the time. squad. It's time to keep go. or sell. Here we go. There's no in-between. David De Gea, keep. Got to keep. A great goalkeeper. Victor Lindelof, I w- now don't want him as a starting centre-back, but I'm happy to have him in the squad. Back up, yeah. Uh, Eric Bailly, I'd say he's got one more season for me. He's too injury-prone. Love the guy. Big yeah, Bailly fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can... Uh, 
see how the season goes. But oh, Phil Jones got to go. I'm Phil sorry. Jones go. Maguire stay. Pogba, if he really wants to go, he can go. But yeah. I would keep hold of him if I had my preference. You'd keep a Pogba that wanted to stay. Oh, Definitely. agreed. He's, he's, the, he's the most talented player in our team. Yeah. Uh, Juan Mata should have gone last summer. Yeah, he's got to go. Passed it. Tony. Big Tony Marshall. Stay. Big fan of Marshall stay. FC. Stay. Shout out to Marshall FC. Stay. Rashford? Stay. Um, Rashford can stay, although he's on a flipping fat wage. Yeah, and that's... Mm. We, he's like... He's he's like kind of good at striker and kind of good at left wing. Yeah. He's got... He's not actually good at any like he doesn't have a number one role that no. he's just like he should be this position. And it? we all know those players who are good in like in little bursts. Like, yeah, no, we could for a, few, like a month in a certain position. It's, but you couldn't. Can you see Man United winning the league? Can you see Man United winning the league with Rashford at number Rashford. nine? And that's that's the, what I I class like Martial Rashford. I put Martial ahead of Rashford because I think he's, he's a better footballer. Yeah. But then Rashford, like for me, he's a squad player. Like he should not be starting every game for a United team. Four or five years ago, that like maybe even longer than that, he just wouldn't get in a United team. I'm, uh, like, I think he, you made a fair point about Theo Walcott. I mean, if you speak it from a, yeah, speak like, about it from an from Arsenal, Arsenal perspective. point of view, I really loved Theo Walcott because he he did so well for us. And I feel like stats wise, Rashford's going to be similar. Like he'll he'll get loads of goals, he'll get loads of assists, he'll start loads, play loads of games, just like Walcott did. But as a player, you, you sort of get that vibe that they're never going to be that level to win a league. And Walcott never was that. Walcott always needed someone world class, like with him. And I don't think you know I have that right now. Um, next on the sheet is Lee Grant. He's just a backup keeper. He's yeah. there to, you know, make up the You've numbers. You've got to have him. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Lingard. Ooh. I don't mind having him there as a squad player, but he shouldn't no, be starting. He's a squad player, but he's overrated. I don't. Uh, agreed. Yeah, I think his beans. <laughs> God, we're not no. <laughs> For now, just don't give me like beans. PTSD. That's not the time. Andreas Pereira. Never again. Mm. He's played a number I of positions. Think he's overrated. He's played defensive midfielder under Mourinho in pre-season. He's played out in the he plays out in the wing against Arsenal. You'd say squad player again, wouldn't you? He's just all over the place. <sighs> yeah, but you don't want to. Be, I don't want to get, see Pereira's name on the team sheet for like a home game against Man City. If you know what no, I mean. No, yeah. I just don't want to. Tom see it. really likes him. He's always said he's. he's part I've of been the big a, time I've been a big fan. I know a couple of my Man United fans back home. We've spoke about Pereira very highly, thinking that he's like the pre-season Perlo. He play in pre-season. He's uh, unbelievable. He's, we all have those players. Your Emirates Cup. I call them the Emirates Cup boys at Arsenal. <laughs> we, so it's basically like. I get what Matt means. It's like in pre-season, each season, you look at, there's a list of players you're going to look at and be like, right, I really hope this is the year they break through. They're brilliant. And they always do because they're playing against rubbish B teams in like silly competitions. And then it gets to the season, they sort of fizzle out. So I call them the Emirates Cup boys because of the Arsenal Cup we do. But. Yeah, I think all United fans can sort of relate and put yeah. them there. Marcus Rojo, how he's been at the club that long, I don't know. He, he, he played well until he tore his ACL, like, we had it was was it Ibra and Rojo both tore their ACL in the same game. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the Mourinho when we came second season, yeah. and Rojo really cemented himself a place. But he's just too rash. He's Ibra. just a flipping terrible left back. Mm-hmm. He's an average centre back at best, and we've got better players I think coming through the academy that I'll hopefully get on to mention. This is a big one. Uh, Fred can go six. What was it fifty million? Fifty Favela Fred can go. For, I don't care. Favela Fred. 50 million that is ridiculous. what does he do well what does he do well I don't know if he's a creative midfielder I don't know if he's like, he's not creative I've he's watched not him. defensive he's not he just runs around yeah and unfortunately if you're a professional footballer and you cost 50 million I expect you to do a bit more than run around yeah um, Ashley Young it actually says captain next to his name that um, says a lot doesn't it I have he should have gone but there are worse players at the club yeah I think he's a good professional 
match you're defending Ashley Young. He, he shouldn't be on the way he's on. He's a helpful squad player. Like, that's yeah. what, I look at this United team and I think there's so many squad players there because they can play a number of positions. They are helpful. They're, they can be consistent. Yeah. And it's like, I'd have Ashley Young around a, around a club because he's Ashley Young. Yeah. But it's I mean, like you wouldn't have him as your starting as, captain. Yeah, you? as like a top six club. Well, no. so, well supposedly top six, Man United. Yeah. Um, yeah, debatable. Diego Delo. I like Delo. He's, he's good going forward. A bit open defensively, but he'll, yeah. he'll grow into it. Um, Daniel James Baller. are, are been absolutely fantastic for us. We'll speak about transfers and going out and getting younger, mm. um, you know, under the radar talent. But that is the exception. Daniel James, fantastic player. Yeah. Uh, Sergio Romero, best, best backup keeper in the world, in my opinion. He's I'll very ha- good. I'll happily fight that to the death because I think yeah. Romero is a big time baller. Luke Shaw had a decent last season. He won Player of the Year. Um, that doesn't speak much, does it? I know, I know. But again, keep because I like Luke Shaw. I'd have him in, I, if I were a United fan. I'd have him as my back in my back four that I'd want like Shaw, Maguire. In my someone else. In my transfers, I'll get onto. It. I have I've written down a left back. Yeah. So we might need as in Shaw would start. Currently, oh, right now, yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. But we're looking. Timothy Fossey Mensa. This one hurts me because I love Timothy Fossey Mensa. Mm. I've been a big fan since he's in the academy. Yeah. Uh, he's gone out on loan to Fulham last season. I want to say he tore his ACL. It was a bad injury, so mm-hmm. he's still recovering from that. And it seems that he came on against. You know, we beat you with Rashford's game three two yeah. at home. Yeah. He came on. I've really liked Fossey Mensa, but again, he's like, he's good. He's good at, he's okay at centre defensive midfield. He's okay at right back. He's okay at centre back. But will he ever start from United and mm. hold down that position? Doubt I just don't think he will. It. And that actually hurts because I love Timothy Fossey Mensa. Especially in this phase because you're going to, you, even the board and stuff, they know they need big transfers. I just feel like yeah. he'll get left out. He'll just get left out. So unfortunately, I think he needs a, a, a permanent move away. Oh, that Timothy Fossey Immensa. Oh, that hurts. What, what? It does happen though. It happens. And it's it won't be. Sorry, man. Um, yeah Mason well can we get 40 million that would be appreciated Evan yeah. come in boys come on uh, Mason Greenwood of course he's going to stay my friend he yeah. looks very exciting it's he's just another Rashford isn't it hey let's know he's no, different like, like, he's different yeah he's a different style of player but it's like it reminds me of Rashford it's like uh, yes. new United striker coming on the scene scoring lots of goals but it's like Rashford's still there and he hasn't kicked on it's a bit uh, I wouldn't have thrown uh, due to us not even replacing Lukaku or any of our Sanchez, mm. whatever. You've got to stay. Greenwood, well, Greenwood is our third on the depth chart striker. Yeah. Um, and he's been thrown at the deep end. He's now 18. He was 17 earlier mm-hmm. uh, when he made his debut, I think, or made yeah. his, uh, scored his first goal. Yeah. Very exciting. Very good finisher. So I'm excited to see how he progresses. And a player I thought would get a bit more minutes, Angel Gomez. Yeah. A big, big fan of this boy. He's very short. I want to see if I can get his height. He must be like five. He's five three. I watched, um, he's five I think three. it was Full Time Devils or something like that. Yeah. The YouTube channel. Um, and they were reviewing like, I can't even remember what video it was. I think they were reviewing like FIFA cards, like FIFA ratings. Yeah. And Angel Gomez's card came up and they were fuming because he was too low rated. They were like, he's one of the best dribblers we've had in the club for ages. He's, I would have like, happily, if I'd saw Mata go, I'd have yeah. liked another central attacking midfielder. Yeah. But I felt he could have also shared that role with that midfielder, Gomez. Mm-hmm. I think Gomez is outstanding. He moves the ball quickly whilst Mata sort of, sort of lingers on it. And, you mm. know, the play is always so slow with him. He yeah. doesn't have that burst of pace that Mata used to... Well, no. I don't want to say burst of pace that Mata used to have, but Vintage. he was quicker. He slowed down. <laughs> like, yeah, he was, he was better, basically. Um, Aaron Wambasaka, yeah. I think the best defensive right back in the that world. Was, that was a really, really good signing. 50 million. Does what it says on the tin. He's solid. He's unbelievable. Uh, like... I've not seen a right back at United since 
the good old days. Genev. <laughs> he's just fun- like I've never seen a guy tackle as well as he does. Honestly, yeah. I'd. Pff, what about going forward though? Because everyone's criticizing yeah, him going okay. forward. I think he's got room to improve there. He's obviously still a young lad. And I think that's where people draw the Trent comparisons, whereby Trent, I personally don't think he's very good defensively, but he's you, unbelievable. If you attacking. combine the two players, oh, combine them. If there's a hybrid, you've got prime Zanetti or Alves there. <laughs> um, uh, unbelievable. Uh, Nemanja Matic, oh dear, yeah, he should have gone. Go, he? Um, he's been there. He was bought as what he's bought by Mourinho for forty million. He was outstanding in his first season, and yeah. I, I, you know, people do for kind of I think forget that he was. Mourinho likes to buy players that are really good now, mm-hmm. isn't it? And um, like what, Ibra and these sorts of players mm-hmm. to they, do a job. They did the job when they came in. But Matic should have been really funneled out of the club last season, I think. Yep. James Garner, another youngster. He'll get some game time. Hopefully, really, I'd rather him play in the Cups. But considering what we have, I'd actually maybe kind of... Uh, yeah, he can probably play. He's better than Pereira. So. Zabi. Axel Twenzebi, big, big fan of this Axel lad. Wanted Tuzo. to stay for a long while. I could see he captained against Rochdale or whatever it was. He's captain United at every uh, youth level. I think he's a fantastic centre-half. And for me, I think he'll start with Maguire. To, uh, he'll be the starting centre-back alongside Maguire for a little bit. Because I think uh, Lindelof yeah. has sort of um, come out of favour. Made a few mistakes. Lindelof cannot head the ball. He's good at <laughs> passing and like reading the game. But he cannot head the ball to save his life. Scotty McSauce. He's played very well. He's played decent this season. I'll say very well. He's got a Better great than goal against else. us. Very good goal. Uh, yeah, McTominay gives you a, a solid 7 out of 10 every game. Uh, he's okay. Like, this, this is the thing. We were used to going through United teams where they've just got all this world-class players. How many of this club, how many in this team, the list I've read out, mm-hmm. are world-class? Pogba, De Gea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's if Pogba even wants to turn up. And De Gea's out of yeah. iffy 18 months. Yeah. Uh, then last number is Tahif Chong. I'm a big fan of Tahif Chong, but I think he uh, needs a loan. From what I've seen, it just seems that he's, he's always trying to go past too many plays, trying to do too much. Yeah, he needs to sort of learn. He needs, he needs the lesson of, okay, let's just play it easy for a second to work myself to space. He's, he's looked good in pre-season. There's like, you know, some bright, some bright sparks, but I want to see him uh, develop a bit more at maybe a mature. championship level or mature. something. Or maybe, maybe abroad. I mean, Germany's not that bad place to go. There's, you had uh, Reese Nelson went over there. You did well. Smith Lowe, Smith Rowe, sorry, what is it called? Mm-hmm. Emil Smith Rowe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously Sancho. But. Uh, and then on the on the loan, we've got Sanchez, Smalling and Pereira. Pereira's might be a good backup for the future. Smalling can go, Sanchez can go. Okay, so now we get to the fun bit. The more fantasy side of it, and that's what I think I, I kind of like. Cause I, I think uh, I'd do a, be a better director of football than <laughs> Well, can't say United have even got one at the moment, but That's sad. we're here nor there. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight positions to address. Okay. I have centre-back, left-back, CDM, two centre-mids, a cam, right-wing strike. Are you going to do it based off position or based off the priority of transfer? Uh, I reckon priority. Uh, the, the thing is, they're all kind of a priority, if I'm truly honest. <laughs> Who's like, who would you most want to sign out of that list right now? Right now? Oh, wow. We need to... We, uh, it's bad. The list is bad. Um, Before you start, I think, I think you need a partner for Maguire the most. And, really? Yeah. And, um, and a really good midfielder. Yes. And a strike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the problem. Um, right wing was an issue last season, but we just didn't address it because yeah. we got uh, Daniel James 
and he's actually a left winger, not a right one. Yeah. So now we've got Martial, Rashford, and Daniel James, who can all play on the left, mm. which is a little bit uh, pointless. Yeah. So, okay, we'll, we'll start from the back. I've got centre-backs. I've got four names down here. They range in the size of, we'll discuss if they're achievable or not, and how mm. much that will cost. Number one on the list Kindy. is Koulibaly. What's that? Uh, Napoli centre-half. We're going to be looking at 100 million, aren't we? At least. He's and, amazing. And would he be achievable without Champions League football, do you think, for Man United? Uh, no. Because I don't think he'd want to play in the Europa League. At he's his age, too... what's he, 27, 28? Something like that. He's just too good. He's, he's so good. Uh, Koulibaly and Maguire would be a, a fearsome partnership. Also, I've got written down. Okay, you're going to think I'm a bit crazy for this one. Go on. You, 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 you just you ride with me, all right? Mm-hmm. I've written Tyrone Mings. That's not bad, though. I think if... It suits your transfer. Exactly. Youth, youth. Uh, United sort of have gone after this sort of English or home nations sort of players. I think Tyrone Mings, who has been fantastic for Aston Villa, would be an okay partner. Yeah. Uh, I've also got Ruben Diaz, who's been linked with... Uh, Portuguese? In, yes, the Portuguese. Uh, yep. I think he's 20, 21 or something. Nice. However, I would be slightly put off by the by the sort of centre backs we've bought from like Lindelof. Like Lindelof are forty million. Mm. It's not forty million, is it? At the end no. of the day, uh, David Luiz has come from Portugal. I'm trying to think of any other Portuguese defenders we've brought over. Mm. I'm sure there are a few. And then I've also got I'm going to butcher his name. Upamecano. Oh, Dio Upamecano. Uh, is it Leipzig? He was on. Yeah, he was on our radar this summer. Well, it still is apparently. So is he French? I want to say. Yeah, he's French. French Leipzig. Very, very good. Um, he was our because a lot of the reason a lot of Arsenal fans thought we sold a Waby was because we went for Upamecano and the director said you need to offer more money. So everyone then we sold a Waby. So everyone's thought so that we sold a Waby so that in January we're going to go back for Upamecano. But I don't know. I think it'd be a very interesting signing. And would he, you know, go straight alongside Maguire? Yeah. Uh, he would uh, he would walk in honestly, oh, you, really, think he's that, you think you rate him that highly yeah he's brilliant and everyone's saying like he's the next big thing basically oh okay he's the best of that trio at Leipzig and they just yeah the director of football for them just, was just like we're not selling him unless you give him massive how much would you think it would take to cost him to lure him away uh, to the Premier League to Arsenal or Manchester United probably 50 minimum like 60 okay. he's very yeah he's brilliant I think if we're looking at the expensive radar you've got Koulibaly and could we really tempt him away from Champions League football because let's face it I don't think Man United are going to get Champions League football this season no I don't that hurts me as a Man United fan to unless say. you smash the Europa League yeah but I don't think we could even I don't think we'd even get past the semis hmm. um Mings, Upamecano, and Ruben Diaz. Yeah. Shula Bali's obviously number one. Yeah. I would say out of that list, Upamecano should be number two. He's so okay. good. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. For me. I, I feel if Arsenal could sign realistically one defender right now, I'd have him. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and I've gone to left back. Yeah. Obviously, I said we, we've got Luke Shaw. He hasn't progressed how... When we first bought him for 30 million from Southampton. Not for his potential. He hasn't... Yeah, he hasn't pushed on to that sort of next level. No. Unfortunately, he was playing so well until he broke his leg in Holland. I think, you know, I lost that mm. end up losing that game. Didn't even get a penalty for what he was fouled for, which was an absolute joke. Disgrace. It was a Mexican, was it Ajax or PSV? Defender? Oh, no, I do remember this. Oh, like, I was fuming. Yeah. Depay scored a very nice goal that game as well. <laughs> um, I've written down Ben Chilwell. Chilwell, yeah. He seems um, like a United signing. He'd fit the transfer mould, the so-called transfer mould at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
that was no uh, soldier well, putting didn't, it, didn't he say that he's trying to sign British youth yes and then because I saw Tom McDermott tweet he was like right where does Mandzukic fit in this yeah <laughs> oh, Manz- oh oh, actually okay we'll talk about Mandzukic I didn't write that one down we'll yeah because uh, apparently you're signing him in January to be fair we need as much help as we can we actually need a natural striker I'm all for it I think it's a good signing so Ben Chilwell we'll think about it I don't think it's a complete necessity simply because we've got Shaw there however in dreamland I pick him up hmm uh CDM, I have Thomas Partey from or Partey from Atletico Madrid. Great player. He was. I watched the Madrid derby. Uh, was it last month? I think, and he was outstanding. Mm. I saw him in the Champions League a few times. Outstanding. He just does all the simple things correctly. He's, oh, he's just so good. Yeah, there's a reason he plays for Atleti week in week out as well. I mean, the Atletico Madrid. There's so many boys in there that are just unbelievable, like Saul, Koke. Mm-hmm. They all just fit the mold. I know Godin's left now. And then now they've got, they've got Jimenez as well at the back. Yeah. Just outstanding. They will always provide an 8 out of 10 performance. And it's very rarely they switch off. Yeah. Because that's the thing I think in the Premier League that it can be so fast-paced. If right. players switch off, you know, that could cost you, easily cost you a goal. Yeah. I don't think that would be... You need that. <laughs> watch, you need... watch it now happen, but I don't no. think he's that sort of player that would do that. You need intense players. Um, at centre mid, we ideally need two centre midfielders. Mm-hmm. Depends if... Because we never replaced Herrera, never replaced Fellaini. And despite them maybe not being the greatest players ever, we still need to fill up the Important. squad. Important. Agreed. Yeah. So the three names I've got down is Va- uh, Donny van der Beek, baller. big fan of Ajax, big time baller, uh, Sean Longstaff, <laughs> and John McGinn. <laughs> oh, John <laughs> I bet McGinn. those last two would sort of fit the, you know, the transfer policy that we're going for. Yeah. And I wouldn't again want them to be starters, uh, McGinn and Longstaff, but I feel they could. They could strengthen the depth of the squad. Mm. Is this, is this assuming you're keeping Pogba after you've sold him? Uh, I wouldn't even know to where to start if we sold Pogba, to be honest. Because you, you, then you'd have to get an absolute oh, world class. We'd have to get a, a dictator, a, a player that could sort of oh, bit yeah. of both, bit of everything. Who is that in the world right now? Exa- exactly. This is why it's an actual disaster. Like Pogba. He's so unique. If, someone has, if someone's going to buy Pogba, you're buying the player he is now, the brand. Mm-hmm. And how bad can actually may not even replace it? Yeah, you're crippling United. <laughs> God, it's like so, so. I've written those three down. I would love to see Donny Van Der Beek at um, Manchester United. I've been a big fan of yeah. him in the Ajax run and last season. I've tweeted about it many times. Big, big fan. Yeah. Uh, in Dutch the cam roll, in the cam roll, I've got James Madison, who's heavily linked with United. I think he'll go. Bruno Fernandez. Um, who was linked heavily uh, mm. last summer somehow didn't come I was like tracking planes from Portugal trust me <laughs> I, I had the sights up I was tracking I've them I was like you coming to Manchester sliding to the DMs it was a weird one because it sort of felt that all the rumours were sort of um, made up by Sporting to try and force a move which mm. I guess is a, a fair enough tactic that yeah. many clubs use and as a as one that's in dreamland we'll call it a dreamland I have Kai Havertz written down yeah, he's going to be worth a lot, isn't he? Would it really surprise you if you went Bayern? <laughs> no. Not at all. Honestly, not at all. <laughs> They'll get rid of Muller. They'll yeah, get he might be the Muller replacement. Yeah. Because so. it's coming. Because it's even Muller's hinted about it. He's like, if I'm not going to be in the squad's plan, I've got to look elsewhere. Uh, we'll speak about, a bit about Kai Havertz. Um, Bayer Leverkusen, central attacking midfielder. Amazing. What was he, 1920? I was like, <sighs> He's also, there's this big debate going around. I saw it on Twitter. You follow Zway. <laughs> yes, way back. His yes. way back is he's this uh, YouTuber streamer, and he's six foot two, right? 
Now, Havertz's height is listed at six foot two. And in the photo that Zwayback took, yeah, there it is, 1.89 metres, 6 foot 2. In the photo that Zway took with Havertz, Havertz looks at least 6 foot 6 okay. tall. And he's, what, 20? He's an attacking midfielder who's got, like, the best dribble in. He's amazing technically. And he's that tall. You think this guy is going to be unstoppable when he fulfills his potential? I don't want to be a downer, but... I've, the, the word potential surely we might have to have a podcast about it at some yeah, point because potential. It's, it's he has the potential to fulfil and I, I think that Mario Goetze back in the day was at that level yeah didn't live up to it and that hurts because I'm a big I've got Mario Goetze yeah. shirt I'm a big Mario Goetze bought into the yeah. Mario Goetze at the my hype, age the hype oh I love I, I, still, I still really really like Mario Goetze it's a shame that things didn't pan out for injuries him. as well and that thing he got injuries illness and I think him going to Bayern at the wrong time yeah, he shouldn't. He just shouldn't have gone I don't think I want to see if I can just pull up so Havertz was born in 1999 that makes me feel really old he's the same age as me wait hang on when's his birthday oh my god I'm older than Havertz yeah he's what June oh, that's, that's sad that is really sad but he's very exciting he's certainly one yeah. to watch for anyone who hasn't really looked too much into the Bundesliga I mean last season he was obviously unbelievable yes. like his stats were stupidly good the big question is does he do it again this season if he does then he's the real deal sort of 100 plus million signing everyone yeah. wants if I, not I think that him and um, Jaden Sancho are sort of they've, you know that, that, that question <clears> is going to be asked about them because they've had breakout seasons yeah. can they sustain it I think Sancho I don't I haven't looked at his stats recently but he did at the start of the season. Yeah, recently. Sancho started well. He's still killing it. And that's I can't express enough how excited I am about Sancho. I was really worried because I thought you'd get Sancho this summer. I thought he was going to be your big marquee. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> you were sold a lie. But he yeah. is unbelievably good. Oh my goodness. I was so angry at Harry Kane when he Sancho was on a hat trick in his first England game, I think, or debut or something. Oh, it was a Kosovo game, yeah. Yeah. He was on a hat trick. And I stand by it. Kane, England won a penalty and Kane took it and missed. Yeah. Like if, if your f- potential future wonder kid is on a hat trick and in like his first England game, you've got a penalty against Kosovo. <laughs> like, and everyone says, oh, he's the standard penalty taker. He's the captain. I know he is. But I'd want my captain to be like, you've got Sancho here. who knows the hype about him. Everyone does. Give him the pen, calm his nerves, hat trick on his England debut. Yeah. Bang. But uh, so well, funny enough, going to right wing on my list, I have Jaden Sancho there written he, down. There he is. However, with the well, looking like we're not going to get Champions League, United are not going to get Champions League football. It looks, I think, a bit unlikely that United are going to be able to fund it. It's going to be what yeah, one fifth? What we're looking at one twenty five plus? If I'm truly honest, yeah, probably what are you looking at Sancho. Um, and I've also got, as a wild card, I've got Federico Chiesa from Fiorentina as a little uh, a little one just to keep an eye on. Mm. Um, Italian. Italian, yeah. Italian and quick. And you've seen what the pace has done to Daniel James being on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. So maybe, I wouldn't, know, I wouldn't know how much Fiorentina would really want to uh, charge for Chiesa. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I've butchered that name. We might have to come back to it I think it point. is Chiesa. Chiesa. And we'll go from there. And then finally on the list, an actual number nine that I think eh, can play in other roles as well. We've, I've put Timo Werner. Timo. He plays right wing for Germany. He plays right wing for Germany, doesn't he? Yeah, but uh, that, that, I think that's what you need. You need someone who can play striker but also float around the front three. Dynamic. As long as he doesn't play left wing because we've got so many oh left wingers. Goodness, no. I'd rather not talk about it. Uh, and then Mandzukic in January, which looks quite... Oh, I've got to drop the pen. Which looks very likely, which I think would be interesting. 
because simply mm. because we do not have an actual centre forward that can hold the ball up and just 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 score. Because Rashford's confidence is gone. It yeah. has been annihilated. And for all the wrong reasons. Horrific. Unfortunately, yes. I, I think a bit of bad form, the missed penalty, the racism on, on social media, it does take a toll. I'd love to have a conversation maybe in the future about um, footballers' mental health. And yes, definitely. I know they're getting paid. I know Rashford's on a very luxurious contract and they get paid a lot of money and people go, oh, I know, well, they should be able to take it. Hang on a minute. He's still human. He still deals with mental health and all these other issues like any other 21, 20 year old, however old, however old he is. Yeah. And it's not an, you know, it's not an easy task at all. No, he's underrated in sport. Just the uh, yeah, we, 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 well, we'll 100% come back to a mental maybe, health. Maybe next 100%. week or something, we'll dedicate yeah, something to it. Because I think it's really interesting. Yeah. And yeah, so the three point Man United plan, I've just realised we've been going on to 36 minutes about Man United. Oof. God, I have. Number one, appointed director of football. Mm-hmm. Number two, Change of the structure, at least, in the board. Yeah. And manager. Yeah. And with manager, I mean that I don't... Solskjaer tactically isn't good enough. No, he's not. Um, he, he brought the feel-good factor to Manchester United right at the start of, the se- right at the start of his I, reign. I think that was like a... Not a placebo. It was a honeymoon. But it, it was like... Because you just come off the back of Jose yeah. with a really attacking, natural attacking team. It was defensive tactics. He came in and was like, express yourselves. So obviously for the first month or two, the players are loving it. Pogba's playing like Pogba does. And then that sort of died out because then it became tactical and res- results were getting a bit tougher and everyone started, lo- started looking at Ollie like, come on, help us out here. And he couldn't really do it. So I think, yeah, tactically he's not the best, but I don't blame Ollie for that. You can't blame Ollie for that. It's like, uh, no. if Henri came into Arsenal and did a shite job, I wouldn't be like, oh, Henri's used to, I'd be like, he's not really, he's not learned his trade yet. And, and let's say you're, you're Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer because I think that everyone's very quick to judge. Ollie's at the wheel, da 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 da. Yeah, that was, that if, was poor. If you're, only gonna, if you're only going to Solskjaer, you're always going to sign that contract. Yeah. Manchester United come calling your old and club. offer you, you're like, it's their dream job. Yeah. Every, every person in and Solskjaer's situation takes Ollie it. would have been worried. Like, let's think about it. It's Man United. I think this is the same as Lampard <coughs> and he's doing a great job. Yeah. Your dream club has just come to you and offered you man, uh, like being the manager. You don't know in five, six years time if that's even going to be an option because they could have the next Fergie for the next 10 years. Agreed. Same with Chelsea. So even though you're young in your managerial career, even though deep down you know you might not be up to that level yet, you're going to take the job, aren't you? Surely. I would love to have a conversation with someone who doesn't think that yeah, because surely you've got to back yourself that doesn't think they would take that job. Because obviously people are going to be like, oh, yeah, if you're a real United fan, you shouldn't, you should leave the job to someone else. But it's like, come on. You, I'd take the job. I'd take the yeah. Arsenal job. I'm not ready to be the manager yeah. of a professional football club, but like, I'd take it. I mean, we spoke about it uh, previously when Solskjaer was sort of doing well. And I, I you know, I don't want to be a bit of an arrogant, not very nice person. But I did say that I didn't personally want um, Solskjaer. I was still rooting for Pochettino. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, the miracle in Paris, whatever it is, the man we somehow managed to scrape through uh, Paris Saint Germain. Yeah, it you know it, it gave him everything. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, it's just one of those. Yeah, it just happens. Some managers are great. Some managers are shite. <laughs> <laughs> but and the thing is, you, how can you blame Solskjaer if he's literally been giving, being given no help? You yeah, sold you his look higher. top goals, joint top goal scorer last year. Mm-hmm. He scored. Look, I could. However bad you think Lukaku is, he did score goals. Mm-hmm. He might be a clumsy wardrobe or something, but like he turns like a wardrobe, yeah. like moves like a tank. But he's a, he's like guaranteed goals. He's it's guaranteed just the same goals. as Ramsey. I didn't like. I thought Ramsey was overrated for Arsenal. I really didn't like him. 
at times because I thought technically he wasn't great, but he, he was guaranteed midfield goals. Yeah. But then that's the difference. Raul saw that. Sabios, bang. It's Swap it for creativity. You, you guys just didn't do that this summer. <sighs> sad, sad times. If anyone has any other Manchester yeah. United comments, feel free to send them to the podcast or to me, and I'm sure to bring them up. But, uh, but hopefully, within what 35 minutes or whatever, we've just solved Man United's crisis. Well, we've set, we've set up you know the, <laughs> the three steps to recovery. So if you're listening, Glazers, or <laughs> if you've made it 40 minutes into the podcast yeah. and uh, <laughs> you're looking for some tips on how to run a football club, come to yeah, bring come the, to the Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ed, did you want to take it away oh, with us? Like, what are the we, I can bring up the team if you want. Yeah, sure, on Wiki. We might as well go up on that. I mean, I don't think I've got 37 minutes of ranting in me about Arsenal because I'm actually, for the first time in a few years, I'm actually content with Arsenal at the minute. I'm really happy with the squad, really happy with the mood around the club. Like I went to see uh, Burn, Arsenal Burnley at the Emirates at the start of the season and like um, I saw Arsenal City at the Emirates a couple of years ago yes. and they were the polar, like, the polar opposites of atmosphere. Like it, it was the most ironic thing. Arsenal City at the Emirates, you think the atmosphere is going to be buzzing, it's going to be amazing, doesn't work. But it was just tense before kickoff. It was horrible. There was just like shouting and fights before kickoff. And after the uh, game finished, 2-2 draw, you'd think, all right, take a point against City. There were fights outside the ground <laughs> with Arsenal fan TV and stuff. And it's like, Jesus bloody Christ. But this year, Burnley, a rubbish game, effectively. Burnley at home, we, you know, we scraped the win and the mood was buzzing because we got, we got the, uh, the feel-good factor back. We, we've got a good director of football in Raul. Uh, I doubt Emery, but he's, he's a decent coach. We've got a great team. Like, it's not much to be angry about right now. I think there was at the end of last season that he, Emery got away with a lot because we had a run-in. I don't know if you've seen it. The running we had last five, six games. Oh of the league, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Was we it? needed one win or two points or something, and we didn't get. We just lost to uh, Palace at home, and we didn't pick up three points against Brighton at home, and it was just disaster class that end of the season. But then everyone let him off because uh, we had the Europa League final against Chelsea, and then we lost that. Didn't even turn up to that. Uh, so we finished that season horrifically. And then going into the season in the Premier League, we started off really poor. And to be honest, the only thing that worries me about Arsenal is we haven't played well in one half of football this season. We scraped, okay. scraped a win past Bournemouth on the weekend. It was shocking. We should have should have been one one. And it's like uh, I don't know. Playing wise, we're not playing well, but we're winning and we're third, I think. So I can't complain honestly. But I will say this: I'll make my big claim now. If Emery doesn't get Champions League football. Uh, he should go. And I don't mean top four, I mean just Champions League. I think if we finish fifth and win the Europa League, he should stay. But, yeah. That was also the question I was also going to go on to, was yeah. about Champions League football. Because when was the last time you were in Champions League? Um, 2016, I think. So it was a little while. Yeah. And I do miss you getting battered by Bayern Munich in the first round. Oh my goodness. Well, we've, we've given that to Tottenham now. Oh. So they They can fill the role. Indeed. So did you want to go through your squad real quick and yeah. just sort of say who you'd cut and then maybe go on to some signings? Yeah. Um, so let's go stick or twist. Uh, Burn Leno, stick. I really love Leno. Good acquisition. He's such a good keeper. And I think he can only get better. I think he's at like 26, 27, but keepers go on until they're mid, late 30s. So, and he's really consistent. Bellerin, uh, keep, because I think his, when he started off at Arsenal, getting into 
the lineup. I remember he had a game against Dortmund away, and he was amazing. I was like, oh my goodness, we've actually got good right back. So yeah, Stick. He can be a bit shy at times, but he's had a massive injury. He's come back determined. Stick. Tierney. Oh, I'm so happy with this signing. Like I feel like a lot of clubs would have wanted him, and I just didn't expect us to get him because I thought it'd be too much money. But he's brilliant. Stick. Uh, Socrates. Uh, squad centre back. Stick because he's experienced. Okay. Um, and he's he's a good centre back, but he's got too many mistakes on him to be a title winning centre back. So Bios, I pray we keep him. I don't think we will. How much? How much would it cost for you to think to? Uh, so Bios, uh, probably 60, 60 oh, million. Wow. Yeah. Because Real Madrid, are, Modric, Cruz are getting on, aren't they? Cas, well, no, Casemiro's will be there for a while. It's going. It's I think Asensio it's is injured, isn't he? Yeah, he tore his ACL against us. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it was pre-season, wasn't it? Big Vang's done it again. <laughs> oh, oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> no. Um, so I feel like, unless they get Pogba next summer... Please no. Please don't do this. It's ironic, because I hope they do now, so that they let Spiles go. So yeah, that's, that's fair enough. But if they sign Pogba, I'm hoping we can just buy 60 million so Spiles can stay, because he said he's really happy here. He's really appreciated, so... Good, good. Sounds good. So hopefully keep him because he's a, he's the next Cazorla. <laughs> Ooh, big, big statement, big statement. Big statement, but he's got the potential. Uh, Laka, got to stay. Yep. Uh, I think Laka's actually best player. He is, I think he's easily our best player. He's incredible. He's like the Arthur Mino. He sort of drops between. Yeah. Has a bit of everything. Uh, when I saw him at Lyon um, back in the day, I know he was linked uh, with lots of clubs before he actually moved to Arsenal. Yeah. I was very excited about Lacazette and I always thought that oh, you know, I just saw him as a number nine mm-hmm. he'd score, seen, seen him score he scored silly nice amounts of goals oh he's bonkers he's 30s and 30s <laughs> and he'd always had those like insane uh, team of the season cards on FIFA oh yeah just definitely stupid <laughs> uh, but I never thought he, I didn't think he had that dimension in his game no, to be either. able to drop it a little bit and be able to sort of link the play together and that's the weird thing it's like there's always a big debate especially on Arsenal Twitter when it's like if you could keep Aubameyang or Lacazette which one would you keep? Which one would you sell? Yeah. And a lot of people make a good argument to sell Lacazette and keep Aubameyang because Aubameyang is what he is. He's a number... He's 14. Yeah. He's a number nine and that's it. And he's world class at it. So if you yes. have two wingers next to him, you've got a better front three than if you had Lacazette and two wingers. And I can sort of see that argument because we had one season with Lacazette without Aubameyang and he was good, but he wasn't like 30 goals, which Aubameyang is every year. So goals-wise, I think Aubameyang guarantees you more goals in the Premier League. But I think as a player, Lacazette's better, so I'd keep him. Oh, I like it, like it. Ozil, this really pains me. I'm a big supporter of Mazarazzi. I think he's one of the best number 10s of our generation. I I agree with you on that one. Absolutely brilliant. And I feel like we've mistreated him because as soon as we signed him, we should have built a team around him. He should have been our star and he just wasn't. Uh, Wenger loved him, played him and he was brilliant. And then he just got injuries and he sort of fizzled out. And then we got Emery in, and Emery clearly doesn't like him. He does. He doesn't even pick him in the squads when he's fit. He's on a bonk. He's sort his, of an assassin's wage. He's, he's on a bonkers wage, isn't he? Yeah. And and unfortunately, economically, it's not viable to have a player on that wage. Oh no! Uh, trust me, we know that. As Man United yeah. fans, we know that's so, not good. So realistically, I think we should sell him. Okay. But as a football fan. I want us to keep him and I want us, him to be playing Involved. every week in number 10 because he's so underrated. He gets so much abuse because, yeah, he's not as effective away from home against Anfield or something. Uh, Anfield, like, yeah, 99% of players aren't. Like, He's not a game changer. He's not going to get four assists like De Bruyne does at, at, uh, away from home at Stamford Bridge. Like, he's not going to do that, but he is 
technically brilliant. He's brilliant. Uh, the scapegoat conversation, I think, is an interesting with Mesut Ozil. Yeah, he is. Because um, he's our most, he's our big sort of name. It, and it's because he has that sort of lethargic yeah. and slow... I call it the, the non-Brexit style. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I think Define it. in this country, a lot of fans, a lot of especially casual fans, love footballers that work hard, they run around lots, they cover lots of ground, all those fairy phrases. And I feel like players like Ozil are the less appreciated type. The sort of languid, sort of lazy, technical, technically gifted ones. Yeah. I feel like it's a very British attitude to not appreciate those styles because they love, that the British public love hardworking players who are honest, are true to, like, you know, all that stuff. So I feel like Urza was just naturally asking for a bit of abuse from that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair enough. Uh, As in, I understand where it's coming from and I understand why especially British people and English people come yeah. to that conclusion. I mean, it happens with Pogba as well. Like, uh, yes, agree. Similar style, similar like lazy, not lazy, but you know what I mean? Like languid and just... I think the, I think that's similar to how Hammers was kind of treated when he yeah. went to the Bundesliga. Yeah. Is that people kind of expected him to sort of do a bit, mm-hmm. a bit more running around. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, it sounds silly just to say, you know, but it, it's uh, not very tactically. It it's just, I just don't think Ozil suits the style of the Premier League, but... It's I still shame, think he's really. a world-class player and I think he's brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, he's obviously past his prime, but Ozil oh, yeah. in his prime was just... He's filth. And like, he, I'd, I'd love to have a peak, yeah. uh, a prime KDB versus prime Ozil That'd debate because I think that's an interesting one. I think De Bruyne now is better than Ozil ever has been, but I'd say yeah. Ozil's career over De Bruyne's career any day right now. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it happens a lot. A lot of people slag off Ozil because he he's an easy scapegoat like you said but I would say um, there's a reason he played for Madrid for so long and like oh, I mean, absolutely let, let's say you left let's say Ozil left uh, tomorrow yeah how do you look back on Ozil's legacy at Arsenal uh, I feel like wasted because, but not his fault I think we okay. wasted him okay um, I think he should have had better players around him in that period where Wenger wasn't signing people and it's ironic because now we've got this incredible team that we've been crying out for. We wanted a striker like Aubameyang for Ozil to play through. We wanted wingers like Pepe, etc. We've got that and he doesn't play because the manager hates him. Like It's, it's just, a difficult one. It really is frustrating, but I'd sell him because there will be other players that come through um, who can do a job in the league. Maybe not as technically good as Ozil because he's, he's an enigma, but is what it is. Torreira, I'd keep. I'm a big fan of Torreira. I do joke <laughs> around with the guys. You don't see this in Aklan, but I, I love to call Torreira the best midfielder that's ever kicked a ball. He's... he's oh, he's, God, he's, you've he's, got a record now. He's he's amazing. And I will stand by him. I think he's exactly what we've needed for ages. He's, uh, he's like Kante in the sense that he just runs around and wins a ball back. And... He's another one I feel like Emery's wasting because he keeps playing him as in like a, just like Sarri did with Kante, he keeps playing him as a centre mid, attacking mid. And it's like, that is not who he is. <laughs> For Uruguay, he just sits and he gets nines and tens every game and he's just brilliant. So I feel like we need him just sitting next to someone who can ping the ball around. But we don't do that because Xhaka's captain, which I disagree with. Oh, yeah, that's another debate for another... Well, oh, yeah. might as well go into it. Let's oh, just cover it all. Oh, he's, uh, he just shouldn't be captain, in my opinion. He shouldn't be in the team. The team. Guendouzi should be playing. Sabayo should be playing. Torreira should be playing. Boom, there's your midfield. Um, but then, again, that's just put that on Emery. So I'd say keep Torreira because he's my favourite. He's just... I love him. Aubameyang, keep. He's world-class, underrated. Everyone doesn't appreciate him. Because maybe he's not as good a footballer as players like Kane and Aguero, but he uh, scores just as He good. scores goals and 
I do joke. I joke around li- uh, liking him to the player like Lukaku <laughs> uh, yeah. because he's like a bit of like a flat track burly. He's clunky. If you take Aubameyang's goals away from him, he's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, honestly, he's just a runner. Like yeah, yeah. His hold up play is not great. He can't beat people on the ball very often. His passing's a bit average. He's just a bit, like as a footballer, he's yeah. not miles apart from anyone else in the league. But as a striker, as a goal scorer, he's brilliant. I would like to know if uh, any well, not say, if anyone else wants to have any ideas on where they think yeah. Aubameyang is as a top striker in the in the Premier League. Where you'd yeah, rank him? Where do you rank? Because I'd mine was Aguero right yeah. now. Um, then I'd probably put Kane and then Aubameyang. Okay. Because um, I just don't think Aubameyang's that. That's but, fair enough. Like Firmino's a better footballer than Aubameyang. Yes, hands down. But number nine scoring as a goals, striker, yeah. you trust Aubameyang to score more than Firmino. Exactly, that's fair so, enough. Uh, Maitland Niles, yeah, I'd keep for as a squad player. He's uh, he came out a few weeks ago and quoted. He was like, "I really want to get starting in centre midfield," and I just think you're not that level, sunshine. Is it like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain part yeah, two? Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> and he's just Maitland Niles is a good squad player. He's not good right back. Okay. He. Yeah, he's just a squad player. He's not good enough, really, for the starting team if we want to push on. Rob Holding, I love Holdini. God, he's got a small Dini and Holdini, Holdini do, do yeah. the dream duo. Holding, I'd keep because uh, he's just really, really good centre back. Very underrated. Yeah, Pepe, I love him. Keep him. Everyone's doubting him. He's not Ooh. had the best start. He's not taken the world by fire. By fire? By, I mean by storm. By storm. <laughs> by fire. By, <laughs> he's not taken the world by fire. <laughs> God, it's been a long day. No, he's. He's not. I think everyone expected him to come to the league and score a hat trick every game. Yes. By the way, that people are talking about him. He's I not that. People assume that he'd be the finished product, and it's clear that yeah. he's not, which is absolutely, you know, it's fine. Yeah. And he's, and he's 72 million, so Arsenal will give him, he's will not, give him he's time. Not, he's not in his prime at all. Um, I think you've got to give him at least two years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if he's like completely like a Walcott ripoff. Yeah. You maybe learn looking like, at the okay, like even the player that you see like even the dribbles, the runs he goes on, the oh, passes. There are like, promising him, signs. Yeah, the only thing his game is lacking right now is the goals and assists. But he's getting the assists. He's getting like, the assists. His shooting's a bit questionable. Yeah, it has been. It definitely has been this season. But he got like 19 last year, so yeah, there must be something there. When the goals start going in, I think everyone's going to start appreciating him because it's the easiest bit of someone's game to appreciate is them oh, scoring. Oh, I, I mean, you get you get the backseat fan who just go. All right. Yeah, they'll, they'll watch what, match of the day. What are his goals and assists? Yeah, like, exactly. That's what I'm aiming off. Again, I would like to hear from everyone what if they yeah. think uh, Nicolas Pepe will be a success at Arsenal. And I also feel like us Arsenal fans have been spoiled because the last big signing winger we've had was Alexis and he hit the ground running, which was yes. rare. So I'd say... <coughs> Why couldn't he done that at Main Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'd say have patience, Arsenal fans. I feel like Pepe is the one. He's going to be great in this front line for a long time. Squad around Mustafi. Now, this is a very interesting conversation I'd sell him because I don't think he's good enough but he's also been on the end of too much abuse he's also been on the end of is he another scapegoat yeah definitely Um, it became a meme (laughs) about how bad he was and yeah he he does make horrific mistakes but he's also a good defender like controversial is he is he like a worse version of Dejan Lovren yeah okay like he's just not consistent like he has a shocking mistake in him he'll be good 90% of a game solid winning his duels and stuff yeah. but then he'll make a mistake that is like Sunday league level that is literally mista- uh, no uh, Lovren then yeah like a similar yeah. sort of player but you can't trust him if you're going to win the league you cannot trust oh, him oh no exactly you can't trust him in a back line but he's he's not as bad as everyone makes him out to be he's not a championship level defender Mustafi. he's a decent footballer but he's not that yeah he's got too many mistakes in him Callum Chambers squad player for me Um, he's decent but he's He's not in my back four if I'm having one. If I could sign people and stuff, he'd be okay. in the squad. I'd have holding in my back four, but not Callum Chambers. David Luiz, uh, keep. 
because he's experienced just like Socrates, but I feel like he'll go in a year or two. Reese Nelson, keep, and then send on loan because he's not the finished product yet. Emmy Martinez, keep because he's a great backup keeper. What is it with these Argentinian backup keepers? They're brilliant. Uh, Incredible. Uh, Sergio Romero, I mean. Romero Martinez. I do love Got a lot of time for Sergio Romero. Mavropanos, um, keep because he's also decent for like Europa League games. Willock, keep. He's the next Vieira. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's, he's, he's been very promising from what I've seen from Joe Willock. Yeah, he's promising. He's positive. And I just hope we don't take that out of his game like we have done with so many midfielders. I just hope he keeps smashing it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a convo. Actually, I'm going to quickly bring it up now. Yeah. Um, when players come into the club, they're quite raw, raw talents. Yes. And they have no fear. I'm going to make the example of Marcus Rashford. Uh-huh. And the Marcus Rashford convo is that after coaching comes into play, especially by managers like Mourinho, maybe Emery. Yep. And Wenger. He, they, they take steps backwards mm-hmm. and they become more sort of conservative, more... I agree. You know, they're not as expansive and direct as they used to be. I agree. I hope Joe Willick doesn't sort of... I haven't watched too many of his games. I know no, you're more yeah. of a... Um, more. You've paid more attention to him. Mm-hmm. I don't want the coaching to be able to strip it, no. up, be strip it away. And I'm it, 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 it sounds stupid saying it because how can, how can coaching for a world-class manager... Make you a no, worse player. Honestly, like, but it, it can. It, it happens. I mean, every club can make an example. Yep, Xhaka for me has had that happen to him. For Switzerland, Xhaka's amazing. Yeah. For Arsenal, because it's the style of play. It's like we keep the ball. We'd rather keep the ball and play short side by his passing than playing a ball over the top and risk losing the ball, because that's just the philosophy. Has been since Wenger. The philosophy. So players will join Arsenal. Yeah. They'll start off for a month being like, wow, they're dribbling past people, they're running past people, they're scoring great goals, they're positive passing in behind and stuff but then they get coached out of that because we want to keep possession fit the style I mean I low-key thought Darmian was the second coming of Cafu but he he had like his first month Darmian was unbelievable it's just and then now after getting coached like you said they just (laughs) they get it killed out of their game it's really sad I feel like I'm worried that's going to happen with Martinelli because he's balled out yes very impressive so good and it's like I've seen it too many times youngster comes into the squad he's killing it and then he gets coached to fit our style of possession football yeah. and he lose all of that explosiveness and I'm worried that will happen do you wonder I mean slightly going a bit more uh, abroad yeah Serge Gnabry. Gnabry let's say that he was so he was at Arsenal went on loan to a couple of clubs West including Brom. West Brom where he was rubbish. the famous quote from now Tony Pulis saying that he you know, wasn't ready etc mm-hmm. which I, mean, I think it's a fair comment because it was five years ago yeah and he and wasn't ready he, was, he, he, he was wasn't ready however ca- can loan spells be damaging to a player to halt their progress? Because look at yeah. Gnabry now. Gnabry's so. now in the Gnabry's now shot himself in the conversation of mm-hmm. top wonder kid in the world. I yeah. mean, I think he has personally with that performance. Yeah, right now he's up there. He, he's he'd be in the at least top ten. I'd have him top five at the moment in yeah. that sort of conversation. Because it's like I agree with that loan statement. Because if you're going on, lo- if you're you know yourself as a player, you could reach the level of Bayern Munich. You could be on that level, yeah. and you're sent to West Brom. The style of play at West Brom is so defensive, so anti-football, and you like you're teaching yourself to play a style that you don't want to achieve one day. So you're not going to be at your full level, like. And I, I suppose he never really got that chance at Arsenal either because he wasn't playing enough. So it's sort of he's stuck in a position where he can't get consistent game time in the style that he wants to play, at the level he wants to play. Exactly. But then it, Bayern took a gamble on him, said, "Right, come over." None of this. Yeah. After he went to the Bundesliga again. Yeah, he was at Werder Bremen, I want to say. I could be wrong on that. I think so. Hoffenheim, maybe. Or, or maybe, um, actually, I've broken the thing. I don't know. Either Werder Bremen or... 
I'd rather not be wrong Hoffenheim. on this. Hoffenheim. Maybe. I think it's Bremen. Oh, no, no, it's Hoffenheim. Oh, it's Hoffenheim. My bad, my bad. Oh, no, no. Werder Bremen before. There we are. Oh, no, all right. So it was Werder Bremen, then Hoffenheim. All right. So we went to both. There you go. Exactly. There you go. So he was yes. learning the German style at decent German clubs. And then he went, to, got his move to Bayern and now he's smashing it. He's 24 at the moment. Yeah. He's, wow. oh, he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. And I'm so Wait, sad we sold him. It's, it's Germany record. He's got 10 goals and 11 games for Germany. Because if, if we kept him, stuck by him, and he's hit this level, and he was at Arsenal at this level now, yeah. we wouldn't have needed to sign Pepe. Could have splashed that 70 million but on the centre back. It, it's, it's that old cliche, would he have hit that level? Exactly. It's Who like knows? Pogba when he went Who to United. Like, if he stayed at United, would he have hit that level? Yeah. Probably not. No, not got the chance. It's a lot of context to do with him. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I'm sure there's plenty of players that's... And if you're listening, if you got to nearly an hour into the yeah. podcast, I'm sure there are players from your local teams and actual teams that mm-hmm. are they being hurt by the coaching at the club? Yeah. And are they halting their own potential or are they exceeding their own potential? Mm-hmm. Like was Marcus Rashford being coached really well at the start mm-hmm. and so it benefited him and he got a bit lucky? Yeah. Like, uh, and now, you know, okay, we, we kind of see the true um, Marcus Rashford is it like yeah. the Walcott situation it's an interesting one mm-hmm. now a player you've got the last on your list Saka. you introduce him because Bakayo I'm a big Saka. fan Bakayo Saka he's been in the youth ranks for a long time and everyone's been saying oh, he's going to be one of the ones that breaks through he's not an Emirates Cup boy he's not, <laughs> not an Emirates Cup merchant he's just really good and he's been playing a few games he played against you and he was actually our best player against United I was very impressed by he was, Saka against he was really United. good really positive it's, it's like it's the age-old thing. He's really positive, really quick, going past people. He'll get coaxed out of it <laughs> in a few weeks' time. Oh. Emery will sit him down and say, look, son, we keep the ball in this club. We'll pass it sideways and create nothing. And I think, honestly, this is a, not even a controversial opinion. It's just something I believe. I feel like Aubameyang uh, would be getting more out of this Arsenal team if we played to his style, which he got at Dortmund. Because at Dortmund, they just yeah. played quick balls to him. He'd get him behind loads because of his pace, obviously, and they'd suit him. I don't think we suit a Bamiyang style of play at all. He's he do, he's not a hold up striker. Who does your who do you think your side suits? Like who's your Lacazette. team built around? Do you think your team? Lacker, yeah. It's built around Honestly, Lacazette. he's he's perfect for the way we play because he's a possession based striker. Technically brilliant, he wins free kicks and stuff like that. It suits him. And then Bamiyang just gets all the goals off of all of it. <laughs> I mean, well, and stuff. still not doing too bad. To, to be fair to him, yeah. we had this. Uh, you mentioned Mesut Ozil yeah. and. When he came to the club, the club should have been built around Messi Ozil because he's that good. Yeah. And you see at Barcelona, the team's built around Messi. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think Coutinho struggled because the Liverpool team was built around Coutinho. Yeah, and he was amazing. And he's gone to, he went to Barcelona. And, you know, you, you know, uh, the number one dog is obviously going to be Lionel Messi. Yeah. You look at Juventus, it's built around mm-hmm. Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Real Madrid uh, Ronaldo side, always built around Ronaldo. Yeah. They're built around these, like, pillars and... Mm-hmm. These just focal points, whether they be goals, leaders, yeah, like, something. You knew, you always knew that the Real Madrid defense is going to be built around Sergio Ramos if he's fit. Yeah. It so he, you could buy whatever fullback suited him, and you knew you were going to be fine. Yeah. With when it comes back to Man United, Pogba, we've bought apparently in quotation marks hashtag to free Pogba or to mm. you know, but you bought Fred. Okay, we're going to release Pogba. He's not a DM though, is he? That's what. No. That's what. Not with Matic. Pog- yeah. Pogba, uh, when Matic was decent, yeah. Pogba was thriving off that because exactly. he had that freedom. Protection. That's why I want Thomas Partey. Yeah. And the thing is, if we go by James Madison, there's no way Madison and Pogba are going to work in a three. No, exactly. And I, I hate the abuse of people who say like, 
all this rubbish that uh, with Pogba, they'd be like, oh, he shouldn't need someone next to him to help him run. He should be able to do it himself. It's like, you don't say that to Kante, though. You don't say, no. oh, Kante needs an attacking midfielder next to him so he can defend and complain at him for that. Like, he's a defensive midfielder. He does his job. Pogba's job is to create and go up and down. Like, I'm sorry, but that players have their jobs and roles and they are what they are. You can't expect them to be everything. Uh, yeah, I think like Pogba, Pogba does his own criticism. I think so does Ozil as well. Oh, yeah. I think we can't be so... They've uh, not been flawless. No. But, but it's not... I don't ever get Straight angry go. at Ozil for losing the ball and then not sprinting 60 yards back. It's not... It's, Messi doesn't do that. So many people don't yeah, do that. Yeah, Ronaldo doesn't do that. No. You know. Ozil's and, a number 10 that plays in the final third. If he loses the ball and he throws his arms up and down and doesn't run back, it, it means as much... Uh, as if he just sprinted back because he's not winning the ball either way like, I don't get it honestly uh, United I want to say when we won the Champions League and that sort of era with Ronaldo and stuff yep. we'd have Ronaldo out on the wing mm-hmm. and Rooney and like Tevez who were like hard working who would, who would kind of do the tracking back for Ronaldo yeah. because they were, our team was, was built around Cristiano mm-hmm. because he was that good he was and Rooney Rooney <sighs> we'll have a, we've got to have a conversation about Rooney at some point because such a baller how versatile and how he sacrificed himself to be able to play in all these different positions where he'd be stuck out on the left, you know, up front on his own or playing centre mid or whatever. Rooney sacrificed it so other players could thrive. And I think that goes a bit underrated when you talk about Wayne Rooney's career. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll have a deep one. Uh, like Benzema. Do, you want, do you want to speak about this player? Oh, well, yes, Benzema. Uh, we'll have that conversation. Uh, speak about, I just put this player, just highlighted it to you. He was on loan at Leeds United. Do you want to talk about him, Ed? Yeah, he's, he's at Leeds right now and there's talk of him... Because he's not starting, I don't think. There's Eddie Nketiah? Yeah, Nketiah. Nketiah. Ketty Nketiah. Oh, God. <laughs> There's talk of him going to Bristol City, apparently. He's got four goals in nine games or nine appearances. Yeah. Um, like, there's talks of him going to Bristol because Leeds just aren't playing him, really, like, starting him. Um, and I think we should... We've got an option to recall his loan, and I think we should do that because yeah. Lacker's just got injured. Uh, if Aubameyang were to be injured right now, we wouldn't have a striker which is really bad oh, place well, to be in. Welcome to Man United where you've got no midfielders and no attackers. No, exactly. So, and he's, he's, everyone says he's the future of Arsenal and Katia at number nine, sort of like Ian Wright, play style. And So I'm all for it. I reckon he should come back and just, if he wanted to play the games, um, like Europa League games every now and again, then play. But I'd rather have him sporadic player than sell him outright because he's um, really good. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, you've got, so let's say you've got uh, your depth chart at striker. You've got Lacazette, Aubameyang. They're probably gonna they're probably gonna start most games together. Yep. Uh, or in different, you know, slightly behind. If one gets injured, we have a front three. You have Martellini and Inquietia as the strikers I could think of on your. Yeah, and Martinelli. Martinelli's more of a left winger for me. Oh, okay, you throw Martinelli out on the wing. Yeah, he where, started up front the other where day. Where did he come from? As in a Brazilian league, I think. Oh, was it actually Brazil? I think he's only like eighteen. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, he's born in 2001. Oh, my God, I feel oh, old. Jesus. Wow. <sighs> <laughs> That's what's scary. Like, you used to look at it like, okay, he's only a few, he's only a few, all these players in born like 97, mm. it would be like, all right, you're only like, you're like my age. Yeah. And now, the, you know, as you progress through uni and school, you're like, Mm-hmm. That's actually crazy that you're that young and that good and yeah. that big, <laughs> in quotation marks, big time. Where was I when I was 18? And like, I was just coming to uni. Yeah. The summer, that summer. I was like, wow. And to think where like my head was that, yeah. like just in life and Maturity in general. and everything oh, like that. How do you be yeah. a professional footballer on that wage? Think about all the things he's got to do, like the taxes and managing his money and stuff. Media trained. Media trained. He's got to, it's a world 
that is underrated and we can talk about that in the mental health debate we have because oh, it definitely is going to have a toll on people especially at that age uh, Ed and I we just spoke to James Pierce the ex-BBC yes. correspondent and PR like guru and mm. he said that um, Southampton have such a good academy yeah my, and... my friend went to that academy oh really from back home get back on the podcast definitely not going to be listening right now <laughs> but um, no Archie Thomas you, you okay. might be able to find him if you google him he's a yeah, uh, yeah I have a really good friend called Harry Ross back home grew up in the good old Ugborough. Yeah. And it, uh, Archie was like Harry's best mate. So oh, we, wow. I remember playing football. Wait, is this what I'm looking at now? Yeah, the video you're looking at. Um, oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah. Didn't even know he's played in uh, the League 2. That's mad. That's mad. Like, but there he is, yeah. That's what that's what's crazy to think about. Yeah, and like, we just went for kickabouts in Ugborough, like oh. on a trampoline. This is like, that's crazy. It's mad to think those academies are so good. And he said that James Ward-Prowse, or James Pierce said that James Ward-Prowse is one of the best sort of... Media talkers. Media yeah. talkers. Yeah. And he's, he just seems like a lovely guy. Yeah, they've clearly got a good culture at Southampton. Yes. How to bring up their youth rather than just doing the football. You've got to have the culture as well to make sure they're decent lads. As a, I was listening important. to the True Geordie podcast on Alan Shearer. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not a massive Alan Shearer fan of like his punditry or mm. whatever. I think he's cool. However, listening to one of those podcasts where he just described his life... And how life was like at like Southampton and mm -hmm. these sort of places. Yeah. It's just, it was just crazy. Yeah. And they did a Nile Ranger one as well. Yeah. And I think Nile Ranger was down at Southampton until he got kicked out of the academy. <laughs> and whereby they used to um, like sneak out and like get all like fast food and oh, stuff. My. It's just like, like Nile Ranger. Oh, God. Um, it's great to see all these clubs have all these like academies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Southampton is one of the most renowned for just be just being good, like oh, yeah, just good. I mean, it's not Ajax level, but you know what can you do? Yeah, not many, not many are. I <laughs> know. Oh, uh, quick question. Yeah. Let's say Emery goes. Mm -hmm. Emery don't get top four, and yeah. you don't get the Champions okay, League. Okay. Who, who who have you got in your mind who you'd like to I be Arsenal manager? It's unrealistic because I think he'll go by then. I think if you get rid of Oli, you'll get him. But I want Allegri, and I wanted Allegri before we got Emery. I think he was my number one. Okay. Uh, he's been taking English lessons, Allegri. Oh, so, sources. So there you can go. confirm. Can foul throw sources. Can confirm. Foul, the great vine of foul throw. <laughs> but that equally could be for United. So. Please. Um, or, or Chelsea. You know, There's a few jobs that are going to be going next summer, probably earlier, when Oli gets sacked. When Oli gets sacked. Unfortunately, when Oli gets sacked, I think yeah. is the yeah. unfortunate way. We'll talk about it. that with Tom McDermott tomorrow as well. Ask yes, about it. we've got a podcast tomorrow for the Game of Thrones. Yes, the real, the, the big show, Game the, of the Thrones. The big show. Very excited. Uh, yeah, so we'll unfortunately, it might be some more Magnite content, but I felt that yeah. this platform here was a great way to... I mm. If I spoke about Magnite for 35 minutes in the other podcast... I think you get shot. Yeah, the, the boys would not be happy. No. But now, it, you know, all my thoughts on the squad, who needs to go, who needs to bring in. Yeah. So we don't need to bring, no more uh, no thoughts more on United. United. I mean, Same with Arsenal for only, me. Only responses really to the, the league's act, the, the actions. Yeah, I mean, they, those were my Arsenal thoughts. Like, it's surprising, it's like I'm happy for once with Arsenal. I, I, yeah, I know how times, have how times have changed. Yeah, I wasn't, a few a couple of years ago, I was different. I was very angry, very sad. Because Arsenal went through that period where they were just... It, you couldn't really get excited for it because you knew what Arsenal were going to do yeah. every time. They yeah. get to February, play really well, play decent, mm -hmm. and then fall away. And then the last few years, they've just been so up and down. They couldn't win an away game to save their, save their life. Yeah, still struggle with that. <laughs> yeah, Watford. Uh, how how you, mate? What if honestly, oh. if, if United lose to Watford, and our resident Watford fan is Sam. Yeah. 
uh, this podcast is going to turn ugly. We might have to abandon that. Yeah, that, that might could be disgusting. Yeah, that, that could not be, be illegal. But, you know, touch wood. Yeah, things will sort themselves out. I think it'll be all right. All right. Well, I've got no more notes for the moment. No, I've I like this is just a good platform. I think this podcast. Like we've talked for about three and a half hours about Arsenal United. It, honestly, it feels like it, but. It's like therapy. Yes, you've, got to, <laughs> like, you've got to get it, it out. So uh, if there are people in the same situation, if you're a Man United or Arsenal yes. fan, or maybe just like listen to other fans suffer. Honestly. It's um, like therapy, just talk about it. Send a, send your thoughts in to either the Game of Thrones Twitter account or as it's the foul throw, me and Matt run it, send it to Matt Cowan uh, underscore yeah. on Instagram oh, or Mr. What, Ed Hale shout? on yeah. Instagram. Just yeah. send us your thoughts. We'll talk about them. We'll make sure we plug it and um, yeah. we'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you are a supporter... Preferably of a team that isn't Man United or Arsenal, yeah. and want to come on the podcast. We'll give like a phone interview and this is just, probably, just you know, yeah. speak about your club. I mean, at the end of the day, we're doing this just because we've we got the to. equipment here, and mm-hmm. we may as well record this and may as well have it up online. Yeah, so I don't, I don't I know. I'm happy to talk about football. This is probably the best uh, show to come on and just chat rubbish about football if you want, because yeah, with that casual foul throw, the times can go on as long as you like. So send us a message, definitely. Awesome. Now, if I can somehow find some outro music. Oh, yeah, we figured that, this out on the last week's Game of Thrones. So. Uh, I'm going for that one. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well. Well, actually, we, I think we, we'll be allowed some lyrics. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll let it roll for we'll a bit. We'll let it roll for a bit. Um, yeah, so this has been Foul Throw, really. Me and uh, me and Matt. Thank our you little very much. show we came up with. Oh, so. no. That was a great idea, to be yeah. fair. And uh, hopefully, like, Next week the guys might be in like Tom and Joe or Sam and Joe like you know someone might come in to. I mean I know if you want a Watford uh, <laughs> a Watford update yeah it's actually no worse than my, my come from. You've got Sam Blackwood could be on the case yeah but um yeah so this is a branch of Game of Thrones we're not different it's just a bit of extra from your yeah, favourite your favourite podcast boys awesome awesome well thank you very much I appreciate you for listening if you got, if you got this far fair play <laughs> yeah um yeah fair play if you're still awake. <laughs> Um, but yeah it's been me your Game of Thrones and now Foul Throw joint host Ed Hale and from me Matt Cowan I will be seeing you guys soon yes you shall thank you very much for listening take care guys and listen to Sports Team because they're amazing (laughs) woo